0: I'm E.J. Ionelli, and this is From the Studio. And University High School in the Valley is preparing for a new production of The Diary of Anne Frank. And this is a a straight play that opens tomorrow. And to begin, we are going to hear a short scene from the production right now.
1: What a journey. It's a wonder we weren't arrested. Petronella walking down the street in a fur coat carrying a hat box in the middle of summer.
2: What
3: do you need another hat
2: for? It's not another hat. It's... (laughs) Oh,
3: I just don't feel at home
2: without my chamber pot.
4: Now, everyone, a few things. Quickly, we have to get organized before eight. Anne, sit down, please. First about the noise. While the workmen are in the building from eight to six, we must keep completely quiet. So no shoes and move only when absolutely necessary. We can't run any water. We can't flush the toilet in the WC. The pipes, they go down through the warehouse, and every sound can be heard.
2: Only one toilet for all of us?
4: Anne! No trash can ever be thrown out. Not even a potato peel. We'll burn everything in the stove overnight. We can't go outside. We can't look out a window. No coughing, and if possible, no fevers. Remember, we can never call a doctor. This is the way we must live until it is over. But after six, we can laugh, talk, play games just as we would at home. This will be our common room, the place where we meet to have supper. Like one family.
3: One family.
4: I love that. Now why don't we get settled in. As Mr. Von Don and I discussed, this floor will be the Von Don home, the lower floor of the Franck home. And I know your space is tiny, Peter, but you'll be near your parents. And uh, I'm actually glad you brought your cat. Meep warns us there could be rats.
2: Rats? Oh my god.
1: I'm sure Mushi can take care of a few rats. Come Petronella. Let's go up to the attic and bring our dishes down. All our boxes are up there.
2: Never, never can we thank you, Mr. Franck. If it wasn't for you, I don't know what would have happened to us.
1: You can't imagine how
4: your husband helped me. When I first came to Amsterdam, not knowing a soul, unable to speak the language, I can never repay him. Besides, he's an excellent business partner.
1: Well, that's true.
2: (laughs) God, it's hot.
1: If you'd take that precious coat off for one minute, you'd feel a lot cooler.
4: You rest, Edith. You haven't closed your eyes since yesterday. Nor you, Margot.
3: I slept, Father. Isn't that funny? Even though I knew it was the last night in my own bed.
4: You. You can sleep through anything. (laughs) Now take your shoes off before you forget. Uh, You too, Peter. Shoes.
3: You're sure you're not too tired, Annika? Mother, please. I'm fine. Hey, what are you doing?
5: Getting rid of it.
3: You can't do that. They'll arrest you if you go out without your star.
5: Who's going out? Now I don't have to be branded.
3: You're right. Remember when it all started? People tried to look the other way, but somehow their eyes always landed right there. Mother sewed this on so tight.
5: The day they made us wear the star was the worst day of my life.
3: Look! It left a mark. Do you know Hanalee Gosler? No. Hopi Duval?
5: Never heard of her.
3: Oh, but you heard of me?
5: Well, my father is your father's business partner.
3: You heard of me? You heard of me? I'm famous at my school!
4: That's true. In a way. What do you mean? Anne, you mustn't be bothering Peter.
3: I'm not bothering him. Mushy, mushy, mushy.
4: <sighs> Mushi either. Tonight, we'll have our first real supper here together. Thank you.
3: He's awfully shy.
4: You'll like him. I know.
3: I better. He's the only boy I'm going to see for like... <gasps> my movie stars! Pin. you remembered! Where's my diary? Oh! I left my pencils at home!
4: Anne, no! You can't go down those stairs.
3: But it was never before- Never!
4: For... Anne, this is what going into hiding means. One mistake could cost us all of our lives.
0: And that was a scene from University High School's production of The Diary of Anne Frank. And that was performed live in our performance space by Braden Schwab, Ash Williams, Tyler Heal, Emily Dillabeau, Kellen DeArmond, and Bethany Peters. And uh, they have made their way into the studio so we can chat a little bit more. So good morning, everyone. Good morning. 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 That was a a rapid transition from the performance space to here. So we have this stage adaptation of a very, very famous book. Um, And I was wondering, Emily, since you are playing kind of the lead in this, you're playing Anne Frank herself. um, From what I understand, the whole cast did a lot of research into this. So you not only read The Diary of Anne Frank, but there was also some background research on this. So can you tell me about what it's like playing a real life character and maybe some of the authenticity that you're trying to bring to that?
3: Yeah, oh my gosh, it is. It is such a challenge transitioning from so many shows where I've played fictional characters or just more like bigger characters where they are so big and open and everything to someone that's real and it's so hard to transition that over but I've been very fortunate to have so many opportunities to learn more about the culture and I took a lot of time to research on her and what she was like before and as I'm sure we'll talk about later we had the opportunity to meet with a woman named Carla and she told me so many things about Anna as well that I was able to really take and add that into my character and truly understand her more as a person as well.
0: Yeah, I would like to talk more about Carla in a bit, as yeah. well as this trip that you took to to Temple Beth Shalom. Yes. But, you know, we have this uh, this character, Anne Frank, and I think a lot of f- folks will be familiar with that name and have some idea of who Anne Frank is. Absolutely. But there are these other characters. Um, now, Kellen, you are playing Mr. Frank. Correct. So could you tell us about your character and, yeah, some of his, his characteristics?
4: Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, Otto Frank is Uh, very different from most people who are living in the annex with all of them. He um, is a very uh, straight, level-headed guy, kind of the guy who keeps the peace, within the annex because he's the one who is um, organizing this and making sure everyone is safe and everything's peaceful. But I think partially and a big reason to why his personality is like this is uh, due to him uh, being involved and being in the First World War really helped him navigate his uh, strengths and be able to keep calm under pressure when um, there is such urgency in the annex.
0: Now, tell us about this annex. You've mentioned this several times. And for folks who are not familiar with the Diary of Anne Frank, what, uh, what exactly is this annex?
4: So the annex is um, it's above a building which is located in Amsterdam. Um, below is um, my business, um, Otto Frank's business. And above is the annex where they go into hiding. And a lot of it is um, Meep and Mr. Crawler, who if you come and watch the show, you'll be introduced to them. They are running the business while I'm kind of helping them. And they're also supplying um, needs, their company, food, um Upstairs into the annex where they are in hiding where they can't go outside. They can't look out a window like I say in the play It is very um, you have to be super quiet at all times
0: Yeah, it is uh, as we heard in that scene the stakes are obviously in yes. life or death They are incredibly high and so a lot of thought has to be given into every action that these characters take and um, How are you and Emily maybe kind of conveying that sense of urgency and that sense of tension Mm -hmm. in your characters? Do you, you know, as you're performing, do you kind of feel that?
3: Yeah, actually, um, a lot of the sound effects that we have, they're super surround sound. And so it really engulfs you into that. And I remember the first time hearing the siren, it was like, wow, like this Mm -hmm. is actually really scary. Like even just hearing it and like to fathom even having to go through that um there's actually a scene that we have together Mm -hmm. where there's an air raid that happens during the scene where um just woke up from her nightmare and she's really scared about that but she goes in and um pim um otto (laughs) yes helps comfort her yes he helps comfort her and i there's a lot of interaction between us especially because of the relationship that Anne and her father had. They were really close. They had that logistical side of the brain where they really understood each other in that sense and are really close. And there's a lot of moments where he comes and comforts me, especially in the end as well. Right.
4: Yeah. I think what we just heard in my monologue when I was explaining uh, the urgency of trying to keep quiet and what the rules are. Um, you can see a lot of it at the beginning is Anne goofing around. She's very uh, spirited and she's super uh, joyful. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, Anne, no, like trying to explain to her this is serious and there's mm-hmm. no messing around. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't get that yet. So I see you see a lot of, during the play, Otto and Anne um, uh, sort of um, talking and being able to try to an- understand each other. Um, on what is important.
0: Now, you're in this together with your Dutch protectors, Mm -hmm. and so this is a good chance to bring Brayden and Ash in. Now, Brayden, if you could talk about your character, Mr. Van Dan, and uh, just, again, some of his qualities.
1: Mr. Van Dan, uh, his name's Herman. He is a very stern, very uptight kind of guy. He's very protective of his family, though, albeit... Um, but he is also very uh, short-tempered. He likes to snap at people when, when he gets the chance. There's a lot of fighting he does, very argumentative person, um, but I think that's be- kind of because of his uh, old age that's coming to him. He's a very old, stern, pretty rude guy in most senses, but albeit it's because he's trying to protect his family and because of his love as his family, he's, uh, he's like that.
0: And what inspires him to take the Franks in? Um, Is actually the opposite. The
2: Vandans don't take in the Franks; they hide with them.
0: Oh, you know, I see. So I see. We, okay. we
1: hide with them.
2: We're actually taken in. Um, Meep and Crawler take us in. I think it's about a week after um, the Franks go into hiding. We go into hiding with them, and so we are sharing the annex with them.
4: And the big reason was because. Um, Herman, who is uh, Mr. Von Don, um, uh, Otto uh, knew Herman very well. Um, they were business partners, so that allowed them to uh, know each other and be able to bring them in.
0: I see, I see. Yeah, so my memory of the, uh, of the diary itself was hazy. It's been a couple of years since I read it. So, so what are the circumstances that kind of bring you together? I think it's our
1: connection with um, our faith. Mm-hmm. And so since at the time there was a lot of prosecution of the Jewish people and so I think since we're all Jewish and we all knew each other, um, we had to come together and sort of hide away so we can survive. A lot of it was based on
0: survival. Yeah, and I just wondered what the link was because obviously Judaism and the persecution of the Jews is exactly what kind of forces you into this uh, this shared hiding space. Mm-hmm. But um, you're both coming at it from um, from different backgrounds in a way, and so you're both coming to this this shared space. Um, because of your religion, but also um, the circumstances are, are slightly different for the for the um, two different folks. Because Anne, for example, is young, and as you mentioned, Brayden, um, Mr. Van Don is is a, a bit curmudgeonly. Yeah. yeah. So we have, um, and then Ash. What about you? If you could explain your character,
2: um, Mrs. Van Don is very fun to play. She is um, very up and down in a lot of ways. She's short tempered with her husband, but she's also very loving. Um, She loves her son, Peter, and um, she loves to cook. She is the queen of the kitchen, as Anne describes her in her diary. She is top of the line, everything, top of the fashion, hairdos, you know, all the stuff. She's very fancy. She doesn't take going into hiding very easy. She kind of takes a toll on her, Um, and throughout the whole show, you can just like slowly see her start to spiral down into this just, she's just not who she was when she came in anymore. None of us are, but um, she's very interesting to watch as she starts to slowly break down, so.
0: And I'm assuming that all four of you have a better familiarity or, or a fresher recollection of the diary than I do. And so how does the stage adaptation align with the characters as they exist in the diary? Do you feel like some, some liberties were taken or some departures were made?
2: Um, I think, um, I just finished reading it not that long ago. I think that the stage adaptation describes Anne more of um, kind of brattier than mm-hmm. she was in real life. I mm-hmm. think that she was in in real life more way more sweet than the stage adaptation kind of describes her as. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Yeah, I see her. She's, she's a lot more aggressive, and you see, especially with her mother, there's there's a lot of yelling and um, just a disconnect between the two of them, um, whereas in the diary, we see her in a, in a different light as well. I absolutely agree with where she was definitely seen more as bratty in the show. They make her seem quite selfish. She has... Um, more of a turning point, I think, in the show where it's like she's talking about how she has to become a better person on her own because her mother isn't a mother to her. And I think there's a big difference there. Um, yeah.
0: And Kellen and Braden, did you want to weigh in on any departures between the diary and the stage adaptation? Or do you think it's pretty faithful?
4: I, I believe it's uh, it's very faithful on what we're trying to go for. And I believe also that um, really it's Anne's diary and how she describes it and how we uh, we weren't there so we trust Mm -hmm. the diary and to know that that's how Mm -hmm. uh, the annex was being run and how all of our characters are being betrayed so yeah completely agree on that
0: and I was wondering if you could talk about this acting coach that you've brought in Mm. for this production obviously you have a director in the form of Heather (laughs) Brown but um, you brought in an acting coach for this production and this is Meredith Hutchison Hartley Um, so how is she helping you out?
3: She is phenomenal. Yes, she she's really is. she's worked with all of us. I was <laughs> I was with her the other day for about four hours working on some coaching, um, and she just really transforms a piece. Like we work through it line by line, and she really puts purpose behind every single word, and helps us to define our own conception of what that is as well. And she always says it's so important to find the love in a scene and to find the. Um, conflict in a scene and though she goes those are the two biggest things that you can play off with and another thing that I love that she says is love is so much more interesting to watch than hate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so even when there's conflict find the love in it um she really like my monologues went from just they soared they really did she's phenomenal to work with and really really knows what she's talking about
4: yeah, to kind of bounce off what Emily mm-hmm. said uh, earlier, I won, I think I got in trouble by my mom because I stayed too late. <laughs> okay. And she's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm working with Meredith. We're really getting a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yes, she uh, not only, I absolutely, Emily described it perfectly. Mm-hmm. She knows so much behind just um, sentences and words themselves and Even if you said it correctly, she might stop and say, okay, do you know what you're talking about? Do you know what this is? And she's so insightful on the history Mm -hmm. of each line, and she really does such a good job making us um, perform it better, but also making sure that we personally know what's going on.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're so thankful because... There's, I think we're the only high school around that has this access to an acting coach literally whenever we we want. We Mm -hmm. can call her and she's she's there, she's ready. So that's, it's really cool. It really makes our shows kind of soar above other people's like having that extra experience and extra coaching to really bring the feeling to the audience.
0: And you've also enlisted the help of a dramaturg and nice. folks might not be this might be a th- theatrical term that some folks aren't familiar with so does anybody want to talk about what exactly a dramaturg does
1: our dramaturg um he's our historical accuracy he helps us with as best of being accurate to the history um as as best as we can so a lot of times he'll help out with sometimes minor things but also sometimes big things um, for example, he helped out Kellen yep. with a lot of pronunciation of some of the areas that uh, he has to say. And so he's just helping out a lot with our uh, historical accuracy.
0: Mm-hmm. And by name, this is Jackson Smith, I'm, yeah. correct? Yes. Yes. yes.
3: He is amazing. Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, Kellen, he had corrected your pronunciation on some of these places in Amsterdam, I'm assuming.
4: Yes. Uh, some of these words were a <laughs> our, our first read through. I did not know how to say any of them, which is, yeah, I mean, I get. But um, he helped so much and he sent me uh, via Instagram all of these uh, recordings of himself saying it. And then, of course, like phonetically um, writing it out so I could understand it. So really helpful.
0: Yeah, so it really does help with that accuracy and that authenticity that you're trying yes. to bring to the stage. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this additional research component where you went to Temple Beth Shalom. Yes. You had a Shabbat service, I think, mm-hmm. um, as well as a meal. And you also talked to Carla yes. Um And she knew the Franks. Is that right? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you could talk about that experience.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was it was crazy. It was, we were there for a little bit before she arrived talking to um, the rabbi about the temple. And then she walked into the room and you could just immediately (laughs) like the air shifted. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she's real. Like Mm -hmm. this person really experienced all of this in person. And, and she knew the Franks, she knew the people were portraying. And just, just seeing her even just walk in the room was just so amazing. And like, it was indescribable. I can't even describe it. Yeah.
4: Well, and to go off what Ash said, I, I remember, yeah, all of us had a huge smile. It was, it was really cool. But anyways, she was so, for being 100 years old, yeah. she had the sharpest memory, like, better than an average 40-year-old. It was really, it was, I mean, I, I understand, though, because it probably, what she lived through was so uh, traumatic, and she probably remembers Everything very vividly, um, but she explained and she helped us understand. You know, we would get some stuff, we'd know of stuff, but mm-hmm. then to be able to hear in detail what we're missing and what we need um, was really helpful.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there were so many emotions when talking to her. I remember me and Ash exchanged several looks, where she just told us about so many things in her experiences, and it was just so heartbreaking to hear. She said. I was always scared, but I was so full of hope. And she really is, like, seriously a superhero. She saved 40 people, and they all survived through the Holocaust as well. She she really is just so, so amazing. And meeting her was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, which was amazing. And we are so fortunate to have yeah. access to that and to her and her knowledge and understanding she... Yeah, she's amazing.
0: And um, there is a, an element of tragedy that hangs over all of this. And I was wondering if as performers, you go in with full awareness of that tragedy, or if you try to put it out of your mind so that you can be a little more in the moment and portray things, maybe um, as they happened, um, because there was so much uncertainty hanging over everything. And we now know in hindsight um, but you know, obviously that hindsight wasn't available. So does that tragedy kind of inform how you portray your characters?
2: I would say, coming onto the stage, first thing, we're all very flustered. I think we all do a very good job at portraying that. Throughout the show, you know, it's like it's it is it is heavy, and there are moments like the air raid and stuff where things feel scary. But I don't think it really starts to take a toll on us until the very end when Otto has his monologue about how everyone passed. And um, by the end of the show, it's like exhausting, like mentally and physically. You just feel so exhausted because it is so heavy and so sad Mm -hmm. that it, it does take a toll on us and our acting for sure.
0: And there is, uh, however, a certain amount of levity because these were real people living yeah. real lives. Yeah. And so even in that scene that we heard earlier, there was laughter in that. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, a certain amount of laughter in this production, no? Yeah. No, go ahead.
4: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say the script uh, really does a amazing job at portraying the show, like Ash said. She described that uh, wonderfully. We have, we're like so happy and there's good moments that during in the middle of the show and we almost seem to forget what happened um, until the very end. And it, you're right, Ash, it totally just makes you go from one person to just this, like, you, you, what just happened. Um, to really understand that these were real people, you can't fathom it, but it really does take a toll.
0: And we have a scene coming up, and um, I'm just going to let folks know where they can go to get tickets and where they can see this. But, um, uh, Ash, I was wondering, um, in a second, I'm going to ask you to talk about this scene and maybe what precedes it so that we're going to hear Emily and Tyler performing. But, um, yeah, I want to thank the three of you, actually the four of you, for coming in this morning and talking about this. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much for having us. us. I've been speaking this morning with Emily Dillabeau, Kellen DeYarman, Braden Schwab, and Ash Williams of University High School's new production of The Diary of Anne Frank. And The Diary of Anne Frank opens tomorrow. That's February 21st, and it runs until February 24th at the University High School. Um, And that's located at 12420 East 32nd Avenue in Spokane Valley. And you can get tickets at uhs.ludus.com. And now this scene that we're going to hear um, in closing, Ash, if you could talk about what's happening just before this.
2: So just before this, me and Mr. Von Don get into a very, very heated argument. Um, We are throwing things. I end up hitting him. Um, And then my son Peter comes and he kind of takes me to the side. And Anne tries to pop in and she goes, if I could just say something. And I freak out at her, I lash out, I yell and scream in her face, and then she breaks down and runs to her room. And then Peter, I, I actually run off stage to the, like the bathroom, um, and Peter grabs Anne's piece of cake that she had left behind and takes it to her room, and this is the scene where they're kind of talking about what just happened.
0: Well, let's hear Emily Dillabeau as Anne Frank and Tyler Heal as Peter Van Don performing that scene live from our performance space now.
5: You left this.
3: Thank you.
0: I'm sorry for what
5: happened back there. I wish I could have said something. But they make me feel so... I can't stand it when they... I just wish I didn't belong to them at all. I hope I don't turn out like them.
3: You won't. I know it.
5: Like him? What if I turn out like him?
3: You're not. Believe me.
5: All I can say is if it wasn't for you, I mean, you. You're always a big help to me. I am? How? When you're cheerful, it. well, it keeps. it keeps me from being depressed.
3: I'm not always cheerful, you know. Inside. Really? It's hard if you want to cry or something, there's nowhere to go.
5: It's easier for me, I guess, when there's a fight. You know with my parents, I just duck into my room.
3: You're lucky to have a room of your own.
5: Well, at least you can talk to your parents.
3: Not really. I never discuss anything serious with Mother. She just doesn't understand. I can talk about everything with Father, except Mother. I don't think you can really... Really be intimate with someone if they hold something back. Do you?
5: I think your father's terrific.
3: <laughs> he likes you too.
5: <laughs> you think so?
3: I can tell from the little things he says. It's funny, isn't it? What? Well, we've been living here for almost a year and a half, and this. this is the first time we've really talked.
5: I know what you mean.
3: You know something, Peter? What? I. I've never really had a friend. Someone I could truly confide in.
5: Me neither. Smile for me. Why? You have dimples when you smile.
3: (laughs) Dimples, the only mark of beauty I possess.
5: That's not true. You're pretty. Me? Yes, you.